So let's go ahead and introduce guys. Jimmy, you're our first guest as far as our Skype version of Below the Belt Show. As you know, we were in our podcast radio station. We had to kind of adapt due to the pandemic. And uh, <laughs> you are our first celebrity guest for our new format, our Skype version of Below the Belt Show. Actor extraordinaire, YouTube host sensation, pretty awesome chef, uh, singer, the list goes on and on. Jimmy, good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Thank you so much. That is very kind of you to list out all of those attributes and to say it so excitingly, excitedly. Thank you. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, Jimmy, want to know how you're doing with uh, the pandemic. Um, of course, uh, California state affected uh, as is the rest yes. of the country. Um, how are you dealing with quarantine and everything going on right now? Well, things so far have been pretty, uh, I'm very fortunate in that I have the ability to stay at home and um, put everything sort of on freeze for just a little bit. I know a lot of people out there and a lot of my friends as well don't have the comfort that, you know, a lot of, you know, what we see sometimes on social media. So it's tough. It's one of those things where I, I just want to stay home and do my best to continue working as much as I can because I do a lot of content online. So a lot of that stuff you can still do from a confined environment. Uh, and so I just no longer go to an office, but my job is making videos for other people out there to enjoy. And so I'm very glad that I'm still able to do that because I think content is one of those things that everyone is sort of on the lookout for given all the extra free time in front of computers and phones we have. That's exactly. a very, very good point because as you know, film and television production has halted. This is the time to do our own content from, I guess, the comfort of our own homes, right, Jimmy? Yeah, and you know, radio and podcasting and all this stuff, talking into a microphone professionally is something that everyone here is very comfortable with. And I think there's a lot of value in that because we're able to provide more voices in the room. And I know for one, I've been feeling, you know, kind of going a little stir crazy just looking at two dogs and that can't speak back to me all day. So <laughs> So we gotta say, I mean, your YouTube show is definitely fitting for the pandemic pandemic because a lot of people are cooking yes. um, a lot more than they usually uh and people are uh, eating are eating uh, yes <laughs> in abundance they're not I going think... to restaurants i have to kind of you know, use uh, naps just to stop eating <laughs> <laughs> right exactly so if you could uh tell us about um um feast feast of fiction because i think it's uh if you haven't seen it guys it's a very light-hearted uh, pop culture influence cooking show hosted by Jimmy. And I think it's it's brilliant. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, if he's a fiction, it was a super simple like, concept, which is just like, what if you could make the food you see in TV in real life or the drink you saw in that anime or that thing you saw in that Pixar movie? And there's food all it. the time and content. And I think it's one of the most satisfying things to watch. I know for one, I'm sure you all know what the feeling is to have like the Food Network on just churning in the background. Yeah. And just constantly yes. seeing food being made is very satisfying. And it's true, actually. A lot of people are cooking a lot more right now, which is awesome. I think that's actually pretty great. Uh, there are some disturbing statistics about staying inside for this long. But if one of the positives <laughs> is, like, we're all making more food, then that's great. And experimentation is something that we always like like to encourage on the show. And also, the recipes are ridiculously simple when you break it down. So anyone can cook. I'm sure you all are doing your fair share as well. Yeah, I did it myself, actually. Morgan, you actually bought the ingredients for uh, Jimmy's uh, spinach puffs, right? Yeah. Hi. Oh. So, um, big 
big, I'm a huge, huge Disney fan. Oh, amazing. Um, so I'm super excited to, see, be you getting in, into Mulan to see you in Mulan. Um, I've seen the cartoon version more times than I can. I could probably sing all the songs. But when Al sent me the link of of you and, and what you've done, and he sent a list of a couple of recipes, I was like, oh, my God, Gronk's. Spinach uh, buffs. Spinach buffs. I was like, hello, Emperor's <laughs> New Boob. Like, that is <laughs> such an underrated Disney film. It's hilarious. And I, I actually, I, my boyfriend and I, we went out, we got the stuff. Um, it, I probably will be making those tomorrow. So, um, and just your whole, like, your whole take on it, you guys, like, kind of dressed up and you did the characters' voices. Like, it's just, it's great. Like, I, I literally was sitting there going, wow, like, who would have ever thought I can make Baby Yoda's bone broth? And I saw that your mom <laughs> there, like, and like you did the whole traditional Chinese recipe of it. Like, I just thought that was so great. Like, thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. There's something really fun about doing stuff from things that make us happy as kids. Cause right. I don't know if you guys realize this, but war- our world is a big recycling bin of nostalgia at this point. Uh, so yeah. we have a lot of obviously. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, Marvel comics, right? Like comics. We <laughs> love it. All of us world. love it. We all love Marvel. I think a lot of it is like as kids, we grow up and we like this stuff and we think it's cool, but it's not really that cool to other people. And now that we're adults right. and we're able to like <laughs> buy a figurine if we wanted and put it in a room and no one can tell us no, yes. our love has exploded, right. especially if we can share it online. So Feast of Fiction yeah. sort of harkens now to that. Now we're the money. Yeah. Amazing. So, so you, do you, do take, do you take suggestions in pop culture? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chachi. I was talking he over has, you. Yeah, he has like a, a recipe for everything you can think of in pop culture. I mean, there's like like Harry Potter's um, butterbeer. There's yes. um, um there's a, a spell oh, yeah. book from um, Hocus Pocus. You know, like it's 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 just amazing. Like every show you can think of that you would enjoy. There's okay. like a recipe from like, Ecto Cooler. Make her an ecto cooler from Ghostbusters. Like, I love it. He's yeah, got like, Bob's Burgers on there too. Like the moment great. you start listening or thinking about your shows, you're like, wait a minute, is there food in there? You're gonna come up with a lot <laughs> yeah. of things. It's Do just it's take... a very popular thing to draw and have food in movies and TV and, and comics and stuff. Like I might get diabetes just from your recipes because like, <laughs> there are a lot of cakes too. There's tons of sweets. <laughs> yeah, there's like nothing really, but I love it. Hey, Jimmy, have you done the Game of Thrones pies? I know pies are very popular in Game of Thrones. We've done a couple of things from Game of Thrones. Uh, nice. And actually, it's funny that you mentioned Gronk spinach puffs, because those are actually in our upcoming cookbook, as are uh, two Game of Thrones recipes. We've done oh, Sansa yes. has this amazing uh, lemon cake that she loves, and so we yes. did our own very I remember that. the lemon cake, yes. yes. And then in the show, uh, um, uh, Meat Pie, what's the guy's name? The little baker boy? He makes these direwolf breads yes. for Arya. So we like recreated that as right? well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I see like USS it. Butterscotch from Stranger Things. I mean, this is. Oh, yeah, the USS stuff. Butterscotch. Yeah, so you know, makes, you, what's that? Who comes up with these ideas for these um, different recipes? We're honestly very lucky in that we have a lot of viewers that are super on top of requests and they'll always pop up in the comments and say the things. And when something new pops up, we're like, hey, pop culture says we should do X or this. 
it's like great let's go right to it um and you know we love to sort of harken back to some of our favorite franchises like i love pokemon i love steven universe and and a lot of those shows and then we'll do like old throwbacks like we've done home alone stuff so it's always fun to just sort of like take something that's been made before and talk about it a little bit teach the audience a little bit about the show and it's meant to be lighthearted, right i'm not a, we're not like celebrity trained chefs we're not people that have gone to culinary school we're just here as enthusiasts and we think that's sort of what the joy of cooking is is and that's what you know the cookbook is supposed to elevate that a little bit but just make it fun that's that's really the key and that's great. You have the cookbook because a lot of people with the YouTube, you're going to have to pause it while you're here in the stove. You have all these things yeah, going exactly. on. So to have the cookbook right in front of you so you can yeah. see all, all the recipes. You the updated recipe for the spinach puff so that you can make sure that you're. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> so do you ever get any kind of feedback from any of the creators um, from the shows, like for the stuff that you, um, the recipes you create, like anybody say like, oh, so, so cool that you, um, you know, did the recipe for that from what, you know, I created. You ever hear anything back from them? Jimmy, are you with us? So sorry. I think my Skype crashed. Oh, we hear you now. We hear you. Oh, there's your video. And I see you now. Yes. You guys can see me? Yes. Do you see us? Welcome. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I was talking to I, just I guess empty can, boxes the whole time. I was like, oh, can, there are people here. We, we can actually make our uh, introductions. I'm Al Soto. Hello. And we have, of course, the one only. Morgan Fabulous, or just Morgan. I don't know. <laughs> Fabulous is a pretty good last name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chachi, if you could go back to your question, because I know we... Uh, yes. I'm just oh, Skype crash. Like, from all these recipes that you post, do you ever get any kind of like um, feedback from any of the um, show's creators who like may have created this um, recipe? Yeah. Speaking speaking of Steven Universe, Rebecca Sugar, who's written a lot of this, who's the showrunner and uh, and has written like a lot of the songs and stuff for the show, uh, um, right. has seen our stuff. We know that for sure. We know that the people that made The Legend of Korra saw it as well because they shared oh, cool. our recipe on Tumblr. So we know for sure that people like it's hard for, you know, sometimes when these things pop up, it's hard for them to miss it. They, when 20 people all of a sudden tag you in something, you're going to click the link. So it's always awesome to see, to know that these people have seen the videos. And that for us also like puts the pressure on to make sure that we do it justice. And what's great, there's no copyright for recipes based on pop culture things, right? There's, you never yeah. got a, so you can actually create anything based on, because right. it's not, you're, you're not actually taking their property. You're making your own original disc based on that. Um, I guess. Yeah. Uh, pop yeah, yeah, culture. yeah. 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 true. I mean, like they said, Hey, we ate, a donut it's up to you how to make the donut and it's i don't think you can ever copyright a recipe recipes have been around since the dawn of time so. <laughs> right, I think right. right right like you oh, everyone yeah i didn't copy it i used one half teaspoon less Duh, it's totally different <laughs> <laughs> chiseled into rock yeah, so exactly. i saw birds of prey uh recently obviously it's also on oh, yes Point, you can watch it on uh on demand uh, she was all about these uh bacon egg and cheese sandwiches uh, yes. that could be a fun one if you haven't tackled that one yet i was thinking that absolutely is yeah it's and it's on our list we have an exhaustive list of stuff. oh cool it's gotta be like 10 pages long we thought when i first did the show i was like this is gonna last like 20 episodes then we're done <laughs> eight years ran a yeah. cookbook we're like all right there's still more recommendations coming and we actually can never finish all of them like there's no way i don't think so that's that's part of what's been a fun part of the journey too i love it and your uh, show uh, has received streamies streamies are kind of like the the emmys of the uh the youtube world i guess or the streaming platforms do we still have jimmy <laughs> i know that his image is left i see him but i don't 
here. Jimmy, Jimmy. Oh, oh yeah. you're back. You're back. Jimmy, yes. lost your, we lost your connection for a second. This is what happens when my internet tries to load three people at once <laughs> on the Skype call. I don't think it can handle it. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I yeah. The question I had was uh, oh no no I, I was just making a comment the streamies. that the streamies uh, that, that that you your show had run, won several streamies which is kind of like the the Emmys of the of the YouTube world I guess right yeah it's interesting <laughs> there are, you know there are award shows as well yeah. uh, when it comes yeah. to YouTube stuff and turns out they're kind of just like the award show that we see on TV but just way smaller and organized by totally different people but same sort of deal a uh, lot of like. I, you know, for me, it's like a great excuse to wear a suit <laughs> and show up and, and like, you know, hang out with a bunch of other my friends and people that I know yes. or, have, or respect in the industry. So that, that's always nice. And, and opening doors for more collaborations is always really great, too. Great. I, mean, I see here you got 15 million views for your um, Minecraft cake. Yes, that was like one of our first videos we posted and we've yeah. updated it since. Uh, but that one, just for some reason, back in the day... <laughs> There was not that much going on, so it just went went nuts and just picked up views and picked them up. Fifteen million, wow! That's yeah. incredible. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. All right, so I guess we we'll switch gears to, to to Milan because uh, this weekend would have been um, the yeah. premiere. Uh, I guess not well, not necessarily the the, the theater re theatrical release yes. weekend uh, of Milan would have been um, last Friday. Yeah, it would have been. It was the last Friday. Okay. Um, your thoughts, obviously, because there were rumors that they were thinking about putting on a Disney Plus for people to see. <laughs> I think or... enough people tweeted that idea that it became a rumor. Uh, I, I think yeah. this movie, this movie for me, I, I want to see it in the theater, and that's Same. I love movies Thanks. and I yes. love cinema. Um, yes. You know, I'm a film nut, and uh, watching the way that they use certain lenses on set, and there's even a picture I think on the director's Instagram of this massive. They called it their Lawrence of Arabia lens. Uh, just to create this incredible, beautiful shot of someone like that looks like they're a million miles away, but they're in, in focus, but there are a whole world around them, and you know, it's like all like it's hot, so like you can see the heat wave shimmering off the ground. It gives one of those awesome effects, and that's the kind of thing that you want to watch in a movie theater. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that it's still full steam ahead for that. Now I can't speak for anyone, but I this is a movie that I think everyone should watch in the theater, and then later on TV, sure. Of course. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people are quarantined. They want they want some content. They want things to see. But you gotta give them the theater theatrical experience of of a movie of this scale. I mean, this yeah, is, yeah. I mean, we we've all seen like giant sci-fi movies on the big screen. We've all seen yeah. Quentin Tarantino movies on the big screen, and they're the and there are filmmakers that want you to watch it on the big screen. And Nikki, the director, is definitely one for this too. Now, some people have complained for about like you know like The Lion King when uh -huh. they uh, remade The Lion King to live action that it was really too close to the original cartoon. So. It's kind of <laughs> But I heard yeah. this this movie is actually going to be um, kind of different than the cartoon, right? Yeah, if you look at any of the trailers, it's yeah. pretty obvious from the get go that it's it's its own movie, um, and wow. that's great. You know, it's it's one of those things too with the remix. It's like damned if you, damned if you don't. It's like right. oh, they made it too close. Oh, they didn't make it close enough. Right. Uh, for me, I like movies as like individual things. Um, and sure, they can have a whole history in the past, but like the kid that's nine or ten that's going to go see this movie has no idea about the original. Right. Yeah. And this is going to be their entry point into this story. And so if they, and I'm glad that they can have both, you know. So for me, I'm always a fan of more diversity, obviously. 
Right, obvi- <laughs> obviously, obviously, <laughs> and I'm glad, and I'm glad they didn't whitewash Mulan. I know, I know. oh boy, Thank you. <laughs> like maybe if, if this movie was made like ten years ago, who knows? But unfortunately, you know, I mean, like, look, we, we're, this is the same world that now has Black Panther, so I, I think it's, it's exciting to have yes. you know different hero stories in all sorts of different cultures because that's cool. Humans are crazy. Look at how diverse <laughs> and crazy we are. It's awesome. Well, I was kind of hoping for um, Cameron Diaz to play uh, Mulan. So like, <laughs> no, if anyone, it's going to be Scarlett yeah. Johansson. That's right, you're right, exactly. Scarlett Johansson. That's, we'll that's I might even put my vote in for that. You know, if it was a joke <laughs> vote, and if I knew it wasn't going to count. Right. Well, your thoughts of working on such an amazing project? I'm looking at this cast right here. Um, you play uh, one of the friends of of Mulan. Yes. Uh, who's played by. Liu uh, Fei. Thank you for the pronunciation, if I missed. It's tough. But, uh, yes. We call her Cece. It's a lot easier. Cece. Nice, okay. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, very nice, cute nickname. It works. Uh, yeah, so um, one of my characters is one of the few ones that are from the original, uh, as you obviously know if you're a fan of the original. There's, like, three friends. One of them looks like Baymax. The other one has a black guy and is very short. And then there's, like, a right. romantic skinnier one in the middle. So that's the one that I play. However, <laughs> nice. in this movie, my cohorts that are also those those other two characters I described, uh, they do not look like Baymax because that's impossible. And the other person does not look like the other because, yeah, right. that's also impossible. So so we are the human versions of those. Um, and we, you know, sort of have a lot of the similar characteristics of the original duo, uh, trio, I mean. Uh, but now the group is like slightly more expanded. There's a couple more soldiers in the mix. So it's kind of got this um, ensemble feel to it, which is great. I love it. I love it. I mean, such such a great cast, including uh, well, CC Donnie Yen, um, yep. which I think is amazing. Uh, such a great actor. Um, Jason Scott Lee, Yosun An. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, wow, this is really exciting. Um, and another really cool thing that this is the first Disney live action film that's PG thirteen. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of wild, right? I mean, if you saw in the trailer, people are, like, unleashing volleys of arrows, charging yeah. at each other with horses. Yeah. This isn't, like, shooting blasters at aliens in Marvel movies, The Avengers. Like, this is, you know, this is supposed to take place in a historically accurate battle right. setting in China, um, you know. And they they took inspiration from a lot of different time periods, but uh, there this is, it's great. It's horses, there's bows, bow and arrows, there's, there's sword fighting. It's, it's very accurate. And as a result that earned it, or I think Disney was like, you know what, this is fine to be PG 13. It is a movie about a war essentially. Makes a lot of sense. Was this movie um, filmed at, was this filmed in like, um, California? No, we filmed, I mean, so there's always going to be bits and parts of movies like this filmed everywhere. So there was a lot that was filmed in China. We filmed a lot in New Zealand because that's also where the director is from. And Nikki is able to bring with her also a cast and crew that is highly attuned to her voice as a director. And that means you're going to make a better movie. So that was an obvious choice. And also the, the vistas and the scenery were amazing. So we got lots of beautiful pieces from China as well as New Zealand. So they really did, you know, it, uh, it feels pretty authentic. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you're trying to represent these areas and do so in a way that cinematically makes you go lose your breath and just look at it in awe. So that's one of the joys of being able to film and have sort of that the luxury of being from both continents. Wow, New Zealand, and based on the trailer, beautiful scenery. Um, just I, I love seeing this animated piece come to life in live action, which is amazing. Uh, man, so so. Actually, the red carpet uh, took place already because I remember uh, seeing yep. uh, photos. Mm-hmm. So you all got to see the film. Your thoughts, I guess, uh, non-spoilery thoughts on the film? <laughs> uh, so there have been like, actually a bunch of reviews online of the people that first went to see it. And so yeah. you can definitely look at Twitter for that. I, I mean, 
obviously I'm going to like the movie, but I think <laughs> I like it for the right reasons. You know, yeah. I, you know, the first time I, the first time I, you watch it, you just want to focus on yourself the whole time and you kind of forget the movie. But I actually didn't do that. It was crazy. I was just focused on the story and the scenery and how beautiful it was and how clear the story was. And, and like yeah. for me also, like thinking about how inspiring it was going to be to little kids was very heartwarming as well because was, this was a message that rang really true and didn't have any false pretenses about it. It's told superbly well. Um, the filmmaker, if you've ever seen any of other her other movies, you'll get a sense of someone that knows how to have an honest storytelling um you know just style to their work and so nikki carl has done nikki Carroll, the, way yes. ri- the whale rider uh uh and mcfarland usa and um north country so there's a lot of, of great things that she's done yeah i'm looking at her uh wikipedia all movies too yeah. I, you know, everyone on the cast made- there he comes we lost you for yeah we lost you for all that uh i don't know if you were in the midst of speaking but we, we, we didn't catch all of that. I caught, I think, most all of it. I think it ended, but I think I knew the moment that my Skype crashed. I was like, and that's the end of my message. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to look up stuff on my phone if I need to look something up because okay. I don't want to overload the internet, I guess. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, um, just, you know, I saw the movie in 1998 when it came out. And, you know, big Disney fan. And I think it was one of those films that, you know, girls could see. And, and, you know, Mulan is, she's not technically like the Disney princess, but it was, she was, you know, female, but she was strong. And yeah, it was totally. still these great songs and like, it was funny. And, um, you know, and I think it's very iconic. And then I know people are like, oh, the, you know, live actions aren't the same, but I think you're right when, a new era is coming in like they they aren't looking at the old one or if they are they're still kids so they're like well this is good too because it's entertaining and it still has the message and i think it's really important like you said for the for diversity and for women and i just i mean it just looks hella entertaining to me and um just like theatrically beautiful and cc who i don't know like I just like she just like embodies it like yeah I just like just from the few previews yeah. I'm like, God like, she really is really the character like, badass like yeah it just and, I'm just sad because we can't go to the movie theater like, I mean imagine me seeing the the going to the premiere and being like yes this is it this is gonna God, do great everyone's gonna like it oh. all of the all of the the hullabaloo about it is finally gonna just it's gonna reach its climax I can't oh, wait. My goodness. Uh, and you know, it was also a day before my birthday was supposed to come out, so I was like, best oh, birthday present ever. But you know, I, I honestly I think it's fine. And the most important part is, you know, we can't go to a movie and be inspired if it's endangering other people at the same time. Absolutely. So obviously, everyone's made the right choice. And yeah. one of those things where I hope that when we come out the other side, people are going to be able to reevaluate, you know, what brings them together and what they really value. And I think going to the movies, spending time with friends and family, and doing so in a way that is uplifting and it's fun and you're laughing. That's like that's really what I miss the most. Yeah. Um, and Skype calls obviously are great, but they're no substitute. <laughs> right. Right, right. right. How was like, com- you, I mean, you're you're like a big pop culture nerd like we are. I mean, how great yeah. was it when you got the call saying that you're going to be in a, a big budget Disney movie, <laughs> especially an iconic one like Milan? 
Yeah, it was pretty awesome, obviously. Uh, I'd been waiting what felt like nine years to get an opportunity like this uh, yeah. for an actor specifically. So I was really, really stoked. And I remember screaming and like dancing around my car because I was inside <laughs> my car at the time. Um, yeah. And then entered into like four or five months of like, all right, well, let's figure out the paperwork and how this all works. So it was like a slow burn until I finally got out there. Yeah. And then I blinked my eyes and it was over. How was the audition process? Really basic and simple. We just auditioned once, went in for a callback, and then found out if we got the role or not. Now, this is for my role. I don't know how intense it was for the leads or any of the other roles. But for me, I know for it was it was really simple, and I liked it. It was great. The casting office was run by Deborah Zane, who's fantastic and one of the nicest and most level-headed and kind people I've ever met. And, and wanted, obviously, just the best performances out of everyone that came in to audition for this and so it was it was a blast yeah, how the people, awesome how are the people who like um, you grew up with how they act um towards you knowing that um you, you got this movie i mean are there some haters or you have people coming out of the woodwork who like oh like remember me i sat behind you in uh, geometry class i remember the first after i announced that i had gotten the role on twitter which was like five or no it was actually longer than that it was almost like almost a year after i i found out but i wasn't able to say anything right. i was i remember being like man i got more emails today than i've ever gotten in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> but everything's been positive yeah. you know and I'm, I, I'm just happy that i know that the product at the end of the rope is great and that nice. people are going to like it and people are just going to enjoy it because it's a good movie. It's not, you know, it's telling a story faithfully and it's doing so mm -hmm. with a lot of style and obviously like adapted and made for this generation of viewers. I love it. You got another big uh, animated feature coming out, Jimmy. Uh, Wish yes. Dragon. Well, who knows, honestly. <laughs> I'm a small fry. I don't get to make these decisions. I assume that the people choosing release dates are far more qualified than me, and I leave it in their highly intelligent hands. But you're with John Cho and Constant Wu, two great actors right there. Love John Cho. I think he's fantastic. Um, what can you tell us about uh, your role in uh, Wish Dragon? Wish Dragon is uh, by Sony Pictures Animation. It is a modern telling, sort of retelling of a a very classic tale, where a, a tale where a kid in Shanghai um, finds a magical teapot, and in that teapot is a dragon that is going to grant him three wishes. And so, what is he going to do with that power? How is he going to navigate his life in this modern world, as well as his uh, real life concerns and and things that he's trying to get over with this sort of situation? Um, and it's beautifully animated. It was done in conjunction with Chinese studios as well. So uh, in China, I believe, and I don't know if this is for sure, but I'm pretty sure it is, Jackie Chan is going to be the voice of the dragon, where oh, John cool. chose the voice wow. of it here. So uh, uh, it's um, I, I play the voice of the main guy, the, the kid that finds the teapot. Um, and I love it. I, this awesome. movie's been in the works for quite a while. Animation is such a long, difficult journey, and I was able to visit the studios in China, actually, the last time I visited, and it was great seeing everyone um, still in high spirits, and the, the project was coming along super, super well. So I'm really excited, and again, for this, now given the extra circumstances that we're seeing today, who actually knows when this movie is going to be released? I feel like so much is up in the air that even the release dates that we've been that have been put forth for like Fast and Furious and the other movies that have been delayed, who yeah. actually knows? <laughs> So if anything, uh, yeah. I think it's important just to be excited and just to, you know, again, like I said earlier, I can't wait for us to be able to re-enter into public life because 
We're gonna yes. really prioritize what matters. And movies, let's go to the movies. I'll we really movies need this right now, man. Of course, the, pandi- the pandemic has affected all of us, um, and it's it's certainly disheartening. Um, your thoughts on potentially a hundred thousand deaths uh, in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, two hundred forty thousand was yes. the last issue. I mean. Oh, where do we even begin? Uh, there is a lot of information flying around constantly, yeah. and every single person on this planet is getting their news from a different source. Some right. places more than others, some places less than others, some places right. more specifically in certain areas of the United States, you know, and some places entirely online. I think the main thing is just to focus on what you're doing and how you can uh, – the, the famous Fred Rogers quote, which is, look around, there's always going to be helpers. Look for the helpers. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people out there working really hard to help everyone. So I think that's where our, sh- our focus should be, and our focus should be on figuring out how to keep everyone else safe and keep ourselves safe at the same time. Yeah. Um, and being supportive of each other, too. There's a lot of people that are going through a lot of financial distress right now. Um, I run an online content company, and Patreon is one of our main ways of getting income. And when we hear that 3% of Americans have filed for unemployment, that means that a lot of people that were supporting us as a podcast as a quote-unquote kind of luxury thing on top of they, their other entertainment, uh, it, it means it's going to be really, really tough for us to, you know, make it through these times if we're not okay. supportive of everyone and learning where we can still give our support and love and all that. Absolutely. And if you could also comment, obviously there's ignorant people out there calling this the Chinese flu, the Kung flu as an Asian American. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, you know, we, we do. Know I don't know. I mean, look, the next time a flu rolls around, do you want us to call it the white flu? Do you want us to call it the your name flu? Like, no, yeah. probably not because you're not the one responsible for it. So don't, and I made a video about this. Don't scapegoat. Scapegoating is very easy to do when right. you don't feel good about something. Instead of saying, Hey, this makes me this, this, and this, you're like, who can I blame? Mm-hmm. And, as humans, it's really easy for us to shift the blame to other things. We do it all the time. I do it all the time in my personal life. Why didn't I wake up this morning? Oh, because I went to, I did this last night. It's like, well, why didn't you go to bed earlier? It's like, well, I don't want to blame myself, so I'm just going to blame it on something else. So don't do that for a virus. A virus is going to affect everyone no matter what. Uh, we are past the point of blame because right now we need to focus again on looking right. for the helpers and helping the people and making sure that we protect everyone, as many people as we can. Because I've started to begin to hear stories of people, one hop one friend away and someone that they know is dead someone that they know is oh extremely God. sick and this is going to be everyone's reality soon so the more time we spend bickering <sighs> fingers the less time we have to actually that figure out so how well. to make everything work so it's it's gonna it's closing in and it's we're gonna feel that more and more in the next weeks yeah but and, and i wish what you're saying wasn't true but that's unfortunately the sad reality because currently we know a friend of a friend that knows someone yeah covid19 but not all of us know personally someone with it. And the fact that you're saying we're going to know people that have died um, is, is, is very daunting and very scary. Very scary. Yeah. Yep. But the, the important thing is we can keep that number as low as possible. And that just means that we keep ourselves accountable and we hold our friends accountable. And we make sure everyone is on the same logical wavelength. You know, there's no hysteria. There's no mm-hmm. panic buying. There's just clear, easy to understand facts. You yeah. get sick. It's really easy to not feel sick, but still pass the sickness to other people. So for everyone's safety, just don't interact yeah. with other people in right. real life. Do you have any family in China still? And yeah, I have. Uh, okay. I have some extended family out there, uh, and but they're they're a bit further detached from us. We don't really talk to them often, and all we know is that they are all doing the, what we're doing: staying safe inside, 
only going out for absolutely essential stuff and taking all the proper precautions so that they don't spread anything and that they don't also take anything in when they get out there. And they're still on lockdown, right? I heard they opened some theaters up and they Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I I think it's just... it's so hard for humanity the way that we made it work <laughs> to just take a break <laughs> like this and take a breath. Yes. Um, but it's it's going to be one of those things where you're going to see it sort of, I think, rising and falling in little waves here and there across the world. And it's like someone hit a huge bell and the bell's going to ring for a while. And as long as yeah. we don't take the mallet to the bell again, we're good. So let's avoid re-hitting the bell. Absolutely. Guys, wow, what a great interview, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you. That was, I've been thinking and, about this a lot. Just, I have a lot of time and, in isolation. And just <laughs> the fact that you, so you don't, what, what I think is really awesome, we transitioned from our podcast studio and you're our first uh, celebrity guest uh, on our oh. Spike version of the show because a lot of shows are doing this. The Talking Dead right, show, right. The, uh, I saw it, um, Jimmy Fallon. Um, a lot of shows yeah, are the doing, shows. they're all, all the late night shows are doing the, the Skype format, stay at home shows. And I'm glad, uh, Jimmy, that you could be a part of this. Uh, thank you so much for calling in and, and, uh, Skyping into below the belt show. And if you could, nice. before we let you go, uh, throw out a, um, a promo, let us know who you are. Yeah. Uh, let us know, um, you're from Milan and also, also throw out, uh, and also throw out a, uh, a plug for your book. Why not? A plug for your book and a plug for the YouTube show. Okay, let me and then you're sure. at the end below the belt show. You're all below, below the belt show. You guys want me to say WMBC at 5:60 a.m.? No, no. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. All right, but I can't yeah, shout out B-more, right? Y'all are that, from B-more. That's yeah. right. We are from yeah. B-more. Let's go. The Wire, the greatest TV show ever made. Okay. <laughs> I love it. All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? You're. Whoa, wait. Let me start again. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Jimmy Wong. You can catch me in the upcoming live-action Mulan, and I have a cookbook coming out next month called The Feast of Fiction Kitchen, and you are listening to Below the Belt Radio. Beautiful. Awesome. One take awesome. wonder. Thanks. I One podcast. One take wonder. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing Harley Quinn's baking egg, egg and cheese. Uh, it's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. I got it. If I, if I do it, it's got to look as good as it does in the freaking movie, man, because it looks tasty in that thing. And your book is available where? Uh, you can buy it anywhere online as well as uh, your regular bookstores once it's safe to go in and buy it. And your social media, Jimmy? You can find me everywhere at J-F-W-O-N-G. So it's like awesome. Jimmy F. Stands for whatever you want it to stand for, Wong. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Exactly. Exactly. You know the life. J, J- Fabulous Wong. You can actually just give me the real middle name, so thank you. <laughs> Jimmy, thanks so much for for calling into our Thanks, Skype guys. Thanks, We're excited for stuff to get back to normal and for your yes. movie to come out and Absolutely. for you to have the best of year ever. And in the Thanks, meantime, uh, we'll be cooking up your recipes. Thank you so much. Yes, please Peace. do. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.